This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that dares to ask if Mike Bloomberg has a humiliation, a pay pig, or a cougar fetish, because he sure paid a whole lot of money to have a cougar humiliate him live on television. I am your co-host, Yvette Dantremont, and I am here with my lovely, giggly co-host, Alice, who likewise wants to know, what's Bloomberg's deal? Like, he paid a lot of money. He did. That was one hell of a humiliation something he went through. You know, I would qualify him as a pay pig, but I'm not an expert. I mean, then again, when you have that much money, you pretty much can spend it on anything, which maybe no one should have that much money. I know that there are Bernie supporters out there who who definitely think no one should have that much money. If you're out there and you think no one should have that much money, go ahead, email us info to Girls on Mike, or you could spend that money on financial domination, which maybe that's what Bloomberg was trying to do. And if he wants to financially dominate us, we are always looking for sponsors for this show. Look, we're just saying our plan is our evil plan. We just because apparently he's paying (laughs) podcasts $2,500 to say nice things about him. We won't endorse it. We'll say nice things about him, but we won't endorse him. We'll be like, hey, Bloomberg, he has a nice tie. Like, seems like an okay guy. He, I think if you were out with him at dinner, he would probably pick up the tab. That's, he seems like a nice guy, but I would not vote for him unless <laughs> I had to. You know who I want? Our, my evil plan. I want. We had Sydney Leathers on the show a while ago. If you remember Sydney Leathers, she was canceled before canceled was a thing. She was sexing with Anthony Weiners. I just want an endorsement from Sydney Leathers to tank Mike Bloomberg because I think it'd be great if she managed to get a second New York City politician canceled. I'm just saying it would be amazing. Look, she was able to do it to one politician multiple times without ever meeting him. Why not a second? Sydney, call us. Mike, call us. We will, <laughs> we're going to get the word out. It's not the word that you want us to get out about your campaign, but we'll get a word out. It is a word. It's a word, and the word is fuck. That said, we do have an expert on the show with us. And by expert, I mean an avian award-winning dominatrix. And I'm so excited about this. We have Violet Dahl on the show. Hi, Violet. Hello. Happy to be here. And I have to tell you, we're, we're peeking into, because of course we do uh, the show and we have video that you guys are going to see a little bit of for the clip that we have out. Her apartment is just so cute. It's like looking into a womb or into like the genie's <laughs> bottle. And she's just so adorable. And we're so lucky to have her on. Oh, thank you. It's like if you had Barbie's playhouse and you you are Barbie, you look like a Barbie. Oh, you do. <laughs> you're being very generous. Thank you. <laughs> generous, accurate, accurate. Oh. Women do not compliment each other enough. So we are out to, we're correcting the average. I agree. Compliments are good. And look, unlike Barbie, when you get Ken, he actually has parts down there. Right. And sometimes I like to kick those parts a little bit. Oh my. <laughs> so you're, you're a dominatrix. You do financial domination. You also do domination. Do you do this with clients in person as well? Yes. Yes, I do. I do in-person sessions. I'm pretty selective about my client base in person for safety and legal reasons. Makes sense. All right. We have to start at the beginning because I'm sure that some of our listeners, for the first time, they're hearing about financial domination or, you know, this type of domination. So BDSM is huge. Um, what kind of domination do you specialize in? Oh, I do a little bit of 
everything, I guess. There's certain things I won't do, but um, I do some pain play, restraint, ball busting, as I mentioned before, I really like. You looked so happy when you said that. You got this look of just... <laughs> I, and I, I say this as as somewhat of a sadomasochist myself. Like when you think of something that just like mm, makes you it makes you a little happy inside. You My got that look place. on your face. Oh, yes. ball busting, <laughs> baby. Oh, I love a good ball busting sub. <laughs> I really do. You know, you're both getting something out of it. It works for everyone involved. Right. If they're into it, then I feel good about it because I sure am too. <laughs> nice. I mean, look, there's taking down the patriarchy and then there's actually kicking the patriarchy where it hurts. Right. So, right. And then they ask, please, mistress, may I have another? Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> I love when they beg. <laughs> Do you make them beg harder sometimes? Is that like, I, I just. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh absolutely. Awesome. I like for them to participate vocally. I like making men cry. You know, it's all in good fun, but I do like when I see tears. Ooh, what are some of the things that you say to make them cry? I'm picturing Benedict Cumberbatch in uh, Doctor Strange saying, teach me. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Your mother didn't love you enough. You'll never fully uh, live up to your father's expectations. Do you laugh at their bank statements? I need to know. Oh yeah. I mean, anything and everything. Everything that uh, would come with like, typical standards of like masculinity you really want to knock them down you know you go after their penis size a lot for sure small penis humiliation is huge that's a big wow big category that I often participate in um their bank accounts uh their relationships with their family holy shit I mean, yeah, Keep it gets going. personal. That gets deep. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be therapeutic. So yeah, sometimes it gets oh. very personal. <laughs> wow. I'm amazed at it because like I had jokingly said once, I'm like, man, if you really want to get into humiliation fetishes with like with millennials, talk about the fact that we can't afford a mortgage yet. But I really think that's what's going <laughs> to end up happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of financial humiliation. Your parents had a mortgage by the time they were your age. Kick. <laughs> You'll never pay off your student loan debt. Slap. (laughs) See, that's a bit sad, but it's true. The medical bills will follow you forever. Right. There's a lot of financial humiliation for sure. Oh my God. So how did you get into this? Well, I've been a sex worker in general for about 18 years since I was legal to do so. I started as a stripper Didn't enjoy it. Wasn't good at it. I didn't like that type of interaction with men. So I moved on to become a webcam model. And the submissive clients kind of just came to me. And I started to learn that I loved it that way. I had some experiences in my personal life as well. I do enjoy BDSM in a lifestyle manner. But just seemed that submissive clients were drawn to me. And eventually I ditched all of the vanilla sex work and just became a full-on dom. Nice. Yeah. So that said, you say that sub-clients generally kind of are attracted to you or somehow you attract them. What are some typical things that you've noticed from this community? Like, is there anything they have in common or are they just a mixed bag? Mixed bag for sure. When I first started in domination, I read information that said there are far more submissive men than there are women who are willing to be 
dominant. That does not surprise me at all. Right. And it was like this untapped market at the time. Now, these days, women are much more interested in femdom. And of course, financial domination has become like yep. it's blown up. Everyone's it's lucrative. talking about it. Right. It's lucrative. Right. It is lucrative. It's not easy money, as people think. When I moved to the West Coast, a friend of mine who's a financial, he's a sub, uh, he told me, because I'm generally, I generally lean submissive. And he, he said to me, now's your chance that you've moved across the country. Change your profile in FetLife to say uh, Dom <laughs> and make a killing. And I'm like, I feel like it, it wouldn't have been genuine for me. And I'm like, I don't know. It, it wouldn't have been giving the subs what they needed. And that and it, I just, it just wasn't what I was out there for. But man, it was a funny thought. I'm like, oh, that's a way to pay my phone bill. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's always fun to experiment. And I, I encourage people who are interested yeah. in uh, BDSM in general to experiment. I really feel like you have to have an interest in BDSM in order to do yeah. well in financial domination. I actually had a friend who was a financial dominatrix for a while, but I had no idea. So what ended up happening was she would come to me every so often and be like, hey, what size shoe are you? <laughs> because she would try. Oh uh, her subs would love to buy her shoes, but she would have so many that she was just trying to offload and try purchasing shoes for other people. Oh my yeah. God. The gifts are fun. The gifts are great. I will say, I mean, I, I tend to have them buy more practical things now. Like, you know, restock my coffee, buy me a new fridge. You know, I just, I get sick of the shoes and the, you know, and they want to buy things that are glamorous, but my favorite subs buy things that are very practical. Oh my God. Look, if our dishwashers break down, we need that specific part that we can only find off that one seller off eBay. (laughs) If the dishwasher breaks down, the sub becomes the dishwasher. There you go. (laughs) I'm <laughs> just bringing this Until up. you buy me a new one. Yeah. Clean the dishes with your tongue. <laughs> if you've made a man do that, I love you. I haven't, but you know, that's a good idea. I'll keep that in mind <laughs> next time. So. <laughs> Someone with a freshly diagnosed case of OCD that's giving me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. So that said, now that you've been a financial dom for a little while, obviously, as you mentioned, the market's totally flooded and a lot of people think, oh, I can do this. And then they quickly find out, oh, wait, this is work. Right. It is a job. It is absolutely sex work. And a lot of people don't want to accept that. They don't want to accept that label along with it. They just want to think it's this cutesy thing they sign on and men give them money. And then, I mean, sure, you could get into it that way and probably get things paid for here and there, but you can't make a career out of it unless you're serious, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And from what I'm aware of, and totally correct me if I'm wrong, so the subs sometimes go by, you know, money slave, fin sub, pay pig, human ATM, or cash piggy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cash piggy. Cash piggy. Oh, that's cash piggy. That's so, uh, that's adorable. I could get into it if I, if someone was like, I would like to be your cash piggy. I think I could get into that. Cash piggy's pretty cute. I'd say the most popular term for a while is pay pig, but I think it became so overused that it kind of just, I wanted to get away from it. So I tend to call them maybe money slaves, fin subs. In general, I just say sub because most of my yeah. subs, even though they like financial domination, to please me, I'd say true fin subs or true pay slaves, pay pigs, whatever you want to call them. They're very rare. Most of these men are just subs in general. And, yeah. you know, giving a woman money, money is power. 
So that's kind of like the exchange is, is they're paying tribute to somebody who they want to be submissive to. But a, a man who's just into financial domination is pretty rare. That's normally what you just call a husband. <laughs> exactly. There no you go. Lies detected. <laughs> so that said, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see that doms are doing, you know, if they first start off or they're doing this? No research, no interest in BDSM. You know, they really don't care. They sign on, they make a Twitter account, use some hashtags, and they think they can just, you know, get their rent paid or whatever. I just really encourage anyone who's interested in financial domination to do the research on BDSM, femdom, um, female domination, and see if it's something that interests you before you dive in and try to make easy money. And there are going to be people with a wide range of interests within the BDSM universe because it's it's not just a flogger and a pair of handcuffs. There are a wide range of toys, wide range of interests, wide range of, of pain levels and uh, shall we say grossness levels because, you know, some people are some people are just going to have a foot fetish. Some people are going to be into, you know, shit and blood play. And it's like, you know, a lot, Excuse that's, me? that's like a hard limit for most people. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I have friends who are into stapling, and that seems like one of the less uh, extreme things. But at the same time, like that's a limit for some people, which right. yeah, totally... And it's like, before you get into doing that as a service for someone, you have to learn all the toys yourself. Yeah, yeah. You have to learn um, just... I mean, you don't have to be an expert to dip your toes in. Just I yeah. feel like have a passion for learning take things slow. I mean, a big part of financial domination as a kink, a lot of these guys are interested in blackmail fantasy, which can get very, very messy, especially with an amateur dom who thinks she's actually supposed to just blackmail the hell out of these guys. Let's talk about that a little more. So so who's blackmailing who in this family? What? And yeah. I'm assuming they're giving <laughs> so like, new to me. email, social media account oh, information. Yeah. Like, what are they giving for blackmail? They're like, hey, look, I run this company called Enron. <laughs> <laughs> it can get very messy. I mean, some of these guys hand over their driver's license, social security, which I would never ask for. Or if you're Brit Hume, you just tweet out a screen cap of sexy uh, vinyl vixen. Did you hear about this? No. All right. So this, this yeah. episode is going to go out a week after uh, we record this. So like a million years later. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> everyone will have forgotten this, but Brit Hume, uh, I believe Fox News commentator, tweeted out a screen cap of his screen from you know something completely unrelated. But one of the tabs was sexy vinyl vixen costume. And it's just, oh. you know, here's, I just love when people uh, who are like, sex is the devil, remind us that they too have a dick. Oh, I bet he's a really good sub. I should probably hit him up. Honestly. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. I see sexy vinyl vixen from someone like Brit Hume. I'm not thinking that he's buying it for like someone else. I'm thinking that he gets a candle in his ass. Oh, yeah. He might wear that costume that he tweeted, you know? I think he could pull it off. I'm just saying. He's got, I think he has cute little tight man buns. I think, you know, Brit, you live your truth. Right. You live your truth, girlfriend. I saw the outfit. And I was like, oh, Violet would look adorable in it. But, <laughs> I wasn't thinking like, oh yeah, he would totally, what? I want him like in a piggy mask in that. I think that could like complete the look for him. Yeah, cross-dressing fetish and sissification. Oh yeah. They're huge. I mean, that could be his thing. Or maybe it's just in, really? into the PVC or vinyl or whatever, but I would guess that he's a sissy. I think so. The more high-powered the man, the more likely. Yeah. And you know, the whole sissification fetish 
they find being female or feminine humiliating. So there's kind of a lot of misogyny in there. So I sometimes yeah. I find it hard to deal with and I just kind of want to yell at them. But it can be fun dressing up a, a typically masculine guy into, you know, something feminine or humiliating. But to say, if it makes you want to yell at them, does it like make the the power dynamic of you uh, taking it out of them a little bit better? Yeah. Like, this is stress relieving. Yeah, that could be, it is a lot of fun. Sometimes if they piss me off and I have a reason to really like <laughs> dig into them, it feels pretty good. Oh my God. <laughs> With certain limits, of course, you know. Yeah. Can't leave them too banged up. Right. So that said, obviously you've been a sex worker for the last 18 years. Let's spill some interesting stories. Okay. We would love to hear some. Where do I even begin? Let's go with something that has gone wrong in a fantastically funny way. Because <laughs> I've had some experiences in BDSM go wrong in a funny way. And, and I think that that's where, where you get, I don't know if I want to say magic, but like that's where you get memories that stick with you. <laughs> We can even start with, what's the easiest money you've made? I know my friend who was a sex worker, who was a FIDOM, who I didn't know about. She was like, oh, yeah, there was this one guy who just wanted me to step on Skittles. A bag of Skittles paid me 400 bucks for it. Oh, gosh. I will step on Skittles all day long for that. Uh, you know, I do ignore fetish sometimes, and that's the easiest thing in the world. Ignore fetish? Just sit in a room and ignore someone? Wait. Yeah. You just ignore them and get paid for it. Do they like sit there and try to get your attention or is just yes. in the same room ignoring? Uh. Um, I've, I've done it in the same room plenty of times because it's it, with my subs that I have a connection with. They know I enjoy it. So they're going to deal with it whether they like it or not. But uh, <laughs> I have an ignore line when I do like, you know, phone. So oh they can God. call and pay per minute to just be ignored. And they definitely try to get my attention. They'll be like, <laughs> you'll hear them like, goddess, goddess, mistress, mistress, or whatever, you know, please oh talk to me. God. And I'm just kind of like, you know, if I feel generous, I'll snicker or let them hear me talking to someone else or I'll let them hear my TV. <laughs> and oh, this shit. is not a common fetish, don't get me wrong. And it is kind of like an extension of humiliation. This is amazing though. Yeah. I love it. The fact yeah. that this exists, like every so often, like I'll think I know everything that's on the sexual menu. And the more I find out, the more I realize I know nothing, Jon Snow. Like ignore fetish. I'm still learning, honestly. I, I hear new things all the time and, and oh. new kinks develop just with time, you know, and the, when the world changes, there's going to be new kinks because kinks yeah. come from experience usually. So it's like, hey, uh, right now we're in an era of unreasonable politics on both <laughs> sides. Uh, my fetish is, can you please just read for me some, you know, articles where people aren't insane? Right. <laughs> I think that's my fetish right now. I have a fact <laughs> fetish. That's my new one. If someone can read for me unfiltered, un unvarnished, un unopinionated facts. Ugh. Just wet all over. Oh, I yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Get me get me a fact-based reality, baby. Mm. <laughs> so we've got ignore fetish. We've got blackmailing fetish. By the way, what else aside from social have people tried giving you for blackmailing fetish? It gets so messy, which I'm very like I really don't do blackmail. I will do it in a fantasy aspect where because I do clips as well, I create content. Where I nice. pretend to blackmail them in a clip, or I will make very vague threats in a blackmail fantasy in a session. Yeah. But um, you know, some of these guys, they I want the real thing, I want the real thing. No, you don't. And for you no. know, first of all, it's illegal. 
to blackmail. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's consent. What happens if like you get like one client that even if you trust them, they're like, I'm going to take this clip of her blackmailing me and send it to the FBI because it's a federal crime. Well, yeah. See, with the clips I do, they can't because I'm very vague <laughs> and I, I don't use any info. Uh, it's very much fantasy based. Yeah, that's why I don't get to some girls go really deep into it and they really blackmail men, but it's illegal. And uh, it doesn't matter if there's consent. Some of these guys will send you accounts, you know, social media of their wives, all their work info. And I don't believe in involving non-consenting people. I don't involve wives. Um, That that seems fair. It gets messy. So that's one that, you know, I, I brought it up because a sub might approach some of these new girls that are interested in financial domination and they'll say, I want blackmail. And the girls will think it's okay to do, take it too far. And, you know, a a girl went to, she served jail time over blackmailing guy for about $10,000. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so sex workers, if you're listening to this, don't do it. Pretend to do it. (laughs) Pretend it's fantasy. It's supposed to be fun. And these guys will some of them are manipulative and they'll really make you think they want to actually be blackmailed, but it doesn't matter. Blackmail is illegal. So that said, is there an experience where you were like, you know what? Never doing that again. You know, I've always been um, pretty good at expressing my limits and some things in vanilla sex work, not so much in fetish. I think I have a good idea of what I like now. Vanilla sex work, I hated anal. I don't know how how descriptive we can get on here, but I really was not into anal. We could get very descriptive. When it comes to my love of anal, I get very descriptive. Okay, so it's okay. okay. More anal for me. I'll keep I'll You keep take the- all the anal. I, yes. will t- I will take and it hard subs. for you. Yes. My hemorrhoids will never allow me. <laughs> right, right. I'm so sorry that you... It's Here's the thing, like anal, if you have a bad experience in it, I can see why you don't want to... Like it's... Some people just... It is not a comfortable hole. And then there's me who's like the one who asks for it from her husband. So I think that's great. I love that. I love that. It's like, if it works for you, do it. If it doesn't, don't. Right. Right. (laughs) That's kind of the rule with everything with sex. Anal doubly so. I enjoy pegging my submissives who are into it. So I have an appreciation for anal. I just, it's just not for me. So uh, I won't say I regretted it, but it just wasn't for me and had to stop. I wonder, with pegging, has anyone ever gone to a point where they were like, oh my God, I can't wait for the new Tommy Pistol dick to come out or Seth Gamble type? <laughs> I've never had that. My sub no. is going to love this. No? Okay. You know, I, I think- Maybe someone has. Maybe. My, my subs like to think of my you know strap-on as my dick. So maybe maybe not my subs, like but that. I could see like, you know, they guys probably want to try out new stuff and I'm sure doms do as well. New toys. There's someone who's willing to take the dread dick. <laughs> if that one ever comes out as a toy, I I, I want to attempt it. Well, it has, but he said it wasn't true to size. Was it bigger or smaller? Well, he said supposedly smaller, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone thinks theirs is bigger than the model. I'm just saying, but <laughs> it's it's dread. So maybe he's not lying. And he is one of the sweetest guys we've ever had on this show, so. He speaks softly and carries a big stick. Oh, yeah. Well, the guys who uh, are packing usually, you know, they are they don't need to be cocky. Exactly. You know? They have the cock to do it for. 
Um, ooh, so speaking of cocks, okay, so let's get back to ball bust type. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And as we say that, you at look least. so happy. Again, like you, you just, for the audience at home, she just did like a, a double fist pump. It was <laughs> glorious. And 60% of our audience, as they heard this, they were like, oh, oh. nope. They're like, balls just retracted <laughs> into themselves. And then like 10% that didn't realize they had this fetish got a little harder and they're like, oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> I'll be hearing from you. <laughs> oh yeah. She's she's gonna be getting some emails. I hope so. <laughs> so how common is ball busting? And I don't like it's sensitive. Why? I don't I, I wanna know why. Why do they like it? Yeah. I think a lot of it as most fetishes do go back to childhood experiences. I Probably. think a lot of young men, they usually say around maybe age eight. Young men or boys are very impressionable at that stage. And sometimes they'll have an experience that is embarrassing, that really sticks with them and they fetishize it. So they might've got hurt in the testicles in front of a group and people laughed or maybe a girl kicked them or so that kind of sticks with them and it becomes arousing. And it's, it's hard to tell if it's if it was inborn and that experience brought it out or what. But, you know, right. it tends or like at least the men that I've been with when they have like a specific fetish, they'll have that that inciting incident that they always link it back to. Right. Doms have that as well. Women who are truly dominant or women who are submissive. It's not just it's not just boys. We just tend to talk about boys more because yeah. We talk about male sexuality way more in general, you oh, know, yeah. it's just now to the mm-hmm. point where we're opening up and talking about female sexuality, I think. So uh, women definitely have experiences that leave an impression and they may fetishize as well. Yeah. I just find, and it makes sense because, you know, the genitalia of men is on the outside, so it's more prone to injury. You never hear about clit busting. No, no. Um, I mean, And I don't want that to change either. <laughs> I would like to sit, keep the clits unbusted. Thank you very much. Right, right. There are female subs who like uh, some pain play involving their clit or their labia or, you know, penetration. Less common. I've seen some things involving nipple clamps used down there. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not oh. for me either, no. <laughs> I like a little pain with some things, but that's, that's, mm, that's, a, that's like eight levels past where I'm okay. Yeah. Oof. And, Oof. you know, it's, I've seen subs, pro subs and lifestyle subs who are women who can take more pain than any man I know. It's they can take some my god like I've just seen things with large amounts of um of clothesline hangers being all yanked off certain areas all at once and I'm like my god girl yeah. you, the CIA should use you for someone who can st- withstand torture how <gasps> right how right. are you doing I just I, I'm amazed here's a question has the CIA ever consulted Doms? I feel like they should. And like, this is a natural marriage. Like, who needs waterboarding? Right. Way more damaging. Yeah. This is more fun. Way more fun. I recently read an article about a person who is fooling people in Hollywood, like scamming people, and the FBI got involved. And uh, they said that basically this guy has mommy issues and this and that. And the whole article I was reading, I was like, they should be consulting with thumbs because we have a lot of experience <laughs> in that area. Right? Yeah. It's funny. Okay. So I have another question. Speaking of pay pigs, what's the most money you've ever drained from one? 
So in, in like a short period, maybe like in a session versus a year could be short, could be over a long period of time. I don't know if you have contracts. Actually, when I was doing vanilla sex work, my first big night with a client who he was obviously into financial domination. He just didn't like to admit that he was a sub uh-huh. 20 grand in one night. Now that is not common. Don't get me wrong. That's not common. Of course. My day gig is I'm a writer, public speaker, and I've had one commission that was about that big for public speaking. And when I tell people that, they're like, oh, and I'm like, don't Amazing. get nervous. I don't make that all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, it's like, that's rare. Right. Very um, rare. Unless you get to like the really big leagues, I would assume of anything, you know? Yeah. Like I would assume like Neil deGrasse Tyson is probably pulling that in. Oh no, he's pulling a uh, hundred thousand for his engagements. All right. I'm clearly wrong. Oh, no. Trust me. I know like I I know what I get on an average, what I get on a good, what I get when someone doesn't know what I'm worth and way overpays. (laughs) Like there's and I like those days. But no, Neil, 100 to 175, depending on the size of the crowd and where on the planet it is. He's fin doming people. Oh, yes. He's fin doming them with the universe. <laughs> oh, no. And now it's Neil explaining fin dom to us. Well, actually. Oh, <laughs> actually, it's not domination. It's an exchange of power between two willing celestial bodies. <laughs> and you know that's how he'd explain it. <laughs> Neil, if, if you're listening, I'm sorry or you're welcome. <laughs> well, we do have some people who've worked on Star Talk that I know definitely have listened to us. So. <laughs> And I've made one guest appearance. Thank you very much. So you mentioned, you know, whether it's over a short or long time. Have you ever had like someone who just paid an exorbitant amount of money where it's like, I've had this guy for 10 years. It's easy over 50K he's paid me. I mean, I have a few guys who spend at least 50K a year. I have definitely have guys who I've had for a few years who have spent over 100K. So I I have my big spenders. They're not common. I'm in the wrong field. (laughs) I need to learn how to how to wield a, a flogger a little better. <laughs> I need to learn how to kick some balls. I'm oh man. What we're saying is, what is the key to customer retention? <laughs> what we're saying is, teach us. Right. <laughs> uh, I think communication is a big one. Yeah. You have to interact with your customers and clients, and oh, I you think sound like you really you love what you do and you love working with your people. I do, and I, a passion plays a big part. And because I've been doing the online sex work for 14 years and a lot of girls see where I'm at and they think they're going to go hashtag Fendom on Twitter tomorrow and start making huge money. And it's just, I put in the time, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) So with the changing and you've been doing it so much in the technological age, what are some of the biggest like sites that you've seen that have really helped or hurt your business? I mean, obviously Twitter, you know, a lot of sex workers are on there because they really don't regulate, which is fantastic. Instagram, I know that that's kind of all over the place for a lot of people. But I mean, now TikTok's a new thing. Are sex workers going on TikTok? Are there, I mean, like we just, I learned at least about Sext Panther last year. Wait, what's Sext Panther? It's texting. It's um, paper text, basically. That's a fun one. I like that. <laughs> Why am I not on Sex Panther? Hey, you could be. Go for it. Right? It's Why? fun. Why can't they? Wait, maybe TGOM should be on Sex Panther. Yeah. I don't want to reply to all the texts. <laughs> all right. Our listening audience out there, if y'all want me to start sending you some sex via Sex Panther, email us at info at two girls, one mic, and we will gauge interest. I'm terrified, <laughs> but I'm willing to do this for science. Here's the thing. Do we have to 
do sexting on Sex Panther? Can we do science on Sex Panther and memes? I will fucking help you with your homework. I'll do it. I'll tutor you in OCHEM. I mean, there's a fetish for everything. So. Oh, my God. Try it out. <laughs> we'll do it. Right? I'm Okay. So anytime someone starts, let's say, trying to send a dick pic, we just send back a meme, right? A dank meme. There you go. I'm okay with that. Well, the good thing about um, certain platforms is they have to pay to send you a pic. So at least you're getting money out of the dick pics. I get free dick pics all day on Twitter. I just... I'm sure every woman gets dick pics all the time, just dick pics out the ears. So, you know, we've been so lucky with this. And we we warn our people, like, you know, don't send us. So it's for new listeners to the pod. A lot of people have heard the story before, but we love revisiting the funniest. It's been a while. We haven't talked about, we, uh, we called the FBI on someone, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, they deserved it, but God, that's. It wasn't just for the dick pic. It was for when we told them, hey, maybe don't spam our Patreon wall with your fucking dick. Uh, he sent us both a series of threatening emails and we found out he had a police record and he had a history of stalking specifically Eastern European women. And he really had a thing for Alice because she was Polish. I mean, she's also adorable, oh. but like he has a thing for adorable Polish women. Okay. Uh, so. We were like, ah, and one of our lawyer friends was like, okay, this is interstate. You should call the FBI. So yeah. there Alice and I are calling the FBI on a guy who sent us a bunch of dick pics. But like, <laughs> we warn people very carefully. Look, you have two options when it comes to dick pics. One, don't send us any, which is the smart thing to do because we're both in long-term relationships and we don't want to see your dick. Or two, Send us a dick pic and make it a funny one. Put a funny hat on it. Give it a costume. You pop a tree of the penis. That's acceptable. Or three, if you send us a dick pic, we're going to talk about how ugly, tiny, and misformed it is when we call your mother to tell you that you sent us your dick pic. <laughs> I like so, that policy. That's a good one. I think it's a fair policy. I yeah. think we're not, we've, we've explained the policy carefully. We have not been unclear. And I don't think it's unkind. It's like, look, if you really, if you desperately want to see your dick, put a funny hat on it. <laughs> give it, give it lines. Have it read some Shakespeare. Have it read. Have two dicks next to each other reading lines from Deadpool. I would watch that. <laughs> we review a lot of porn parodies. Uh, Hamlet up for revival, but all dick. Dick puppetry. Oh man, if you can get two of your guy friends together and you're like you're you're like not too scared to have your dicks out together and you can like have some lines read by like your just do that for me. I will watch that video. Please. I send me that. Would yeah, I would watch that too. Jesus. Sir out there who's listening thinking how do I get her to look at me? That's how you can get me to look at your dick. Give it a plot. Right. Dicks on their own are not interesting and they're not creative. No, but dicks with plots. Uh, hey, remember, we are the podcast that watches porn for the plot. <laughs> Give me penises with plots, gentlemen. I am throwing out this challenge. And I guess also to Violet, if she ever has some creative subs who need a creative outlet, it's like, okay, I need you. You know, you understand the concept of sock puppets. Great. Do that with your dick. Yes. Write a play. Yes. Honestly, like if, if they can't afford to give me what I want, they shouldn't be contacting me. But sometimes I'm just like, okay, at least entertain me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You're wonderful. <laughs> Don't change. Aww. Gosh. So what are some other funny or interesting things that have happened to you over your career as a sex worker? Okay. So um, one of my long-term slaves, he loves to be referred to as my slave. I had him in 
what I refer to as mental chastity, which if, mental chastity. Yes, if if they mm. don't wear a cage, the chastity is mental, so they aren't allowed to jerk off. Or sometimes I'll have them edging to where they can't ejaculate for a certain period. Oh, we were kind of switching back and forth between edging and uh, mental chastity for about. 30 something days. I can't remember exactly. Wait, for 30 days? Yes. Which um, I don't always recommend doing too often because it, it can get unhealthy. Men need to ejaculate, but this is just like a kind of like a one time thing. Wow. It's like he might as well just like dipped his toe into the incel like, right, right. subreddit. <laughs> I have a, a friend who, uh, who's likewise a financial dom. She would only let her, one of her slaves, jerk off once a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, I have guys that are in chastity for, I think at the longest I've gone is maybe 60 something days, but I do let them ejaculate oh, if they can find a way to ejaculate. But there's a more to that story. I um, met wow. my sub after 30 something days. Uh, he came to visit me while I was doing AVN. And um, this was in maybe 2019, I think. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I finally let him come to the ugliest picture of me that exists. It was a, a photo of me and my um, best friend on a roller coaster. Oh my God. And you've seen the roller coaster <laughs> pictures, how ugly oh, yeah. I mean, I was like bad. You were giving chin face. Yes. Very hideous photo of us both. To, we won't show anyone, but he got to see it and he got to jizz in like a, a Dixie cup. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> so you mentioned that you had uh, your sub meet up with you at one point, you know, during the AVNs. Mm -hmm. What do you do? What are some precautions that you've taken? Uh, so when subs do want to meet with you, I mean, how do you make sure that you're safe? Um, most of the ones that I've met, I have spoken to long term online. I do require identification and I run a background check if I know that I'm going to be alone with them at any point. Oh, wow. I'd rather not be alone with men that I haven't got, got to know. But um, this sub in particular, I know well and I trust. Has FOSTA system made it any made it harder for you to do business? Yes, because a lot of platforms don't even allow camming. Uh, Skype, for example, we're not allowed to do like cam sessions. What? I mean, a lot of us technically do anyway, but it's in their uh, terms of service now. Oh. I don't even think you're allowed to just have, you know, like, cyber sex on there anymore. I think it's in their terms of service, even if there's no money involved. It's ridiculous. How are they even checking for that? Like, do they have someone at like Skype HQ, like checking in for boobs on the camera? Like what's happening with how could they, that can't possibly be enforced. No. Well, whoever is in charge of that, you know, checking those cameras is like, yeah, no, there's definitely no tits on the screen. <laughs> yeah. I have not at all seen, seen something going into a vagina today. Nope. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I don't see how they could enforce it. It's maybe it's just to kind of cover their own ass sort of thing. And it's probably hurt the adult content platforms more to where they became very picky about us discussing in-person meetings or sessions. We're, we're yeah. not allowed to do that on the platforms anymore. So kind of have to work around things, find other ways to communicate with clients. And Yeah. Huh. So what are some, you know, things that you guys have like kind of figured out to do since things like, you know, Backpage were shut down and FOSTA SESTA is still, you know, happening? You know, I never really used Backpage, so it didn't hurt me, but I, I feel mm. horrible that it hurt women who are, you know, sex workers in general. I want to be inclusive. Of course. Who 
meet these people in person and sites like that made it safer for them because they were able to connect with other people who, you know, references and, and yeah, it's really been a mess. It's been awful. All they did was make things less safe for sex workers. But hey, they got a lot of PSAs with some comedians, so they got to feel like they did something good. Exactly. That's all it is. It's just brushing the real problems under the rug, and it's a shame. It really is. So that said, nowadays, when you're getting most of your clients, is it mostly through camming that uh, new clients are finding you? I find... New clients through, I mean, I don't want to be too specific because everything has probably gotcha. pretty much a terms of service, Fair. but they, they find me, I put it out there, what I do, you know, there's videos of me having sessions. I will put it out there that I do sessions, but I'm very cautious about where I discuss the sessions. So understood. I, I'm lucky enough to where I have enough of a reach to where clients seek me out. But right now, like I said, I'm, I'm more selective about, um, who I'll see. I only have a handful of subs that I see regularly right now because it is scary meeting, you know, a strange man for the first time. They might seem submissive, but I've had men who were subs who ended up being trouble, like a big problem. So just because they're submissive doesn't mean they're not dangerous. Men are kind of the number one uh, threat to life of women in general. (laughs) Exactly. Men men and coronavirus. Yes. Yes. Hey, don't worry. There are ho- some equally horrible women. We're referring to you, Amber Harold. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm drawing a blank on the name. You know, Johnny Depp. Oh, Amber uh, Heard. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I butchered the last name. Yeah, Amber. Amber Heard is off the island. She does not get to come to no. our lady parties. She sounds like she might be, uh, I, I don't want to diagnose, but there's something wrong there. <laughs> Whatever she is, she doesn't get to come to our, our pot-smoking pillow fight parties. No. no. She, she sounds like trouble. Fuck her. Yeah, she might burn us with the joint or something. Yeah, no. No more. <laughs> no parties with her. Uh-uh. So on a really important topic, I need to know, how do you buy most of your stuff considering your life is pink? And by pink, I mean like everything. I'm even going through some of the things on your Twitter. I'm like your entire background, your curtains, your couch, your pillows. At one point, I thought you actually had a pink filter over you because your hair has this iridescent quality to it. And I'm like, maybe it's just the <laughs> reflection from everything in there. It might have been. You know, we always talk about like, you know, how auras are BS. Maybe it's actually she has a pink aura. <laughs> we finally found someone who has who has an aura with a color and it's, it's violet and she's pink. <laughs> Right. You think I chose the name Violet as my sex worker name, you know, my stage name. You think I would be obsessed with purple, but it's just, it's pink. I love pink. I don't know what it is. And, you know, it works on you. You leaned into the right color for you. Thank you. It's a bit of an obsession, but it feels good to just surround myself with the color that I enjoy, you know, and you wake up to something you like and it kind of sets the mood for the whole day. So... I definitely suggest people work color into their lives that make them feel good. Oh my God. So Patreon saw this and I should share this. If I still have the video with you, Yvette, um, maybe I'll repost it for our patrons uh, when this episode comes out. But I recently, speaking of colors, went to someone's apartment, someone's penthouse, penthouse, uh, penthouse <laughs> and this person was fancy enough where, you know where you're fancy enough where... You decide to have one color everything. I mean, you're clearly like fancy energy vibes. Oh, thank so. you. <laughs> but they were like super monochromatic with the color. 
everything was white. Oh, wow. I went downstairs. They had a white piano that played itself. Wow. One of those fuckers. Yeah. How do they keep it clean? That's what I want to know. Just a little bit of white in here. I'm like. The point of having everything white is specifically so that people will go, this rich motherfucker can keep this much white shit clean. They can afford (laughs) a maid. They can afford a maid in here (laughs) twice a week. They're showing (laughs) off. Yeah. That is exactly the point of making everything white. Right. Okay. So clearly your next uh, investment needs to be not into a pink property. It needs to be into an all white property and just have a bunch of subs continue to always clean it. Right. They would totally just get it. Lick the carpet clean. Lick it. They'd get it dirty and then I'd have a reason to punish them. So that would work out good. (laughs) Oh my God. You came in with shoes on? (laughs) Men are so messy in general. Like I could tell my clients over and over the protocol for coming clean, teeth brushed, freshly showered. And then, you know, of course, with pegging, you have to do certain prep for, you know, anal or any ass play. And they'll get it wrong or or they'll end up smelling in like 20 minutes anyway because they're men and they're stinky and they sweat. Do you wonder if any of them come in a little messy specifically for extra punishment? (sighs) I've never gotten that vibe, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's like they're just so excited. Their minds are dominated by their horny thoughts and they just <laughs> they don't do it right. It's like, just be clean. Brush your teeth better. I don't want to smell your breath. They need to get our washer junk kits. They need fuck wipes. Yeah. The mating call of the domesticated married male. Um, my, my husband will come upstairs after a shower and just like jokingly just he'll take off the towel and just like waggle his junk <laughs> at me in the breeze and go, hey, baby. I wash my junk. Oh. <laughs> About 90% of the time that works on me. Wow. So, you know, look, I'm just saying it's five years in. I know what I want. <laughs> Clean junk. Yeah. Clean junk. It's I'll put my mouth on that. Right. That's good when it's clean. <laughs> we don't ask a lot. <laughs> I just want it. He knows I want it clean. Yes. That's, it works. Clean is important. Are our standards that low? We're like, you know what? Clean, keep it trim. That's it. Clean, keep it trim. I think a lot of men are just that dirty that when you get a clean one, you appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, mine at least knows as soon as it's clean, present it. <laughs> this is your best shot. While it's sparkling clean. <laughs> yeah. Can't break a sweat. So we've talked blackmail. We've talked ball busting. We've talked uh, you making guys come once a month. <laughs> Jeez, have we missed anything else that you know, I haven't heard of clearly because the answer is everything. Oh, there's so much. Um, If you could picture yourself doing anything outside of sex work, what would, you know, you snap your fingers tomorrow, you're not doing this. What do you think you would enjoy doing that's not this? Police say interior designing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, see, that's so, probably psychology because I think a big part of yeah. My enjoyment in BDSM is just like digging into people's brains and, and learning. Makes perfect why sense. Why they like certain things or feel certain things, you know? It's Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the people we've spoken to in sex work uh, have said the same thing. You're part therapist, uh, you know, part sex worker. And it's yeah. like, that's a lot of what you need to have. This is be able to be good with reading people and their needs. Yeah. And it's mutually therapeutic too. If you really like your job and you are a true dom or true, you know, there's pro subs too. Yep. It is therapeutic for you. And it's amazing. It's really, it's, a, it's the dream job for me. So I can't imagine doing much else. 
Nice. I hear the best parts of, you know, the sex worker lifestyle. And I'm like, oh, maybe like, you know, uh, those easy subs where it's like, hey, let's do an ATM run and, you know, just get money out of an Yes, Yvette, this is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Cash meets. Yeah. Cash. That's what it's called. Cash meets. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, there's everything else that's involved where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not part of this, you know, lifestyle. I love, you know, peeking in. I love learning. But I have enough toys that I know how to thwack someone with that I'm (laughs) sure that I could feel like I have earned my keep. I I also I don't know what it is. It's a mental block that goes, this is just not quite for me. And I don't feel like I could give a sub uh, what they needed out of a dom because I, I feel like just knowing how to use the tools uh, is not quite enough for what someone's looking for in a dominant. Yeah. And it's good to recognize that, I think. And I respect people who, there are sex workers who've tried out femdom or fendom and they've said, I just realized it's not for me. And I really respect that because it's very trendy right now to be a dom. It's very trendy right now to be into financial domination and what money? No. Right. Everybody. I always say like She's the ultimate in late stage capitalism. Yes, exactly. And I, and I am 100 percent behind this. <laughs> yeah. But I always say financial domination isn't special. We all love money. It's just it's been around for a long time before it had a name. And it's fetishized because, you know, of inequality of wealth and, and men controlling things. And, yeah, it's all it comes down to. Don't worry, we'll eventually have lady fendums. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, lady subs who, you know, need to be subbed and pay their pay pigs or male pay pigs. Right. That'll happen. Right. It probably has. It's, I mean, technically, a sugar mama is not that far right. off. So, yeah, yeah, there's sugar mamas exist. for sure. Oh, there definitely are in L.A. <laughs> That's a thing. I bet. I feel like I've definitely done that to a handful of guys I've dated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. Actually, I take that back. I've <laughs> absolutely been a sugar. Yeah, I did that. I would believe once, and there was a great story on the breakup with that guy, which I will not tell for the recording. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's bad enough. And you know, it's important to figure out what you're good at. I mean, you mentioned you know in the beginning that you started off stripping. You didn't really like it, so. Mm-mm. And oh, I admire strippers so much. I think right? they're so cool and I they're empowered. People don't realize how empowering it can be, how beautiful the art form of dancing can be as right? a stripper. I can be very seductive and sensual. In my online work, I can't really do all, you know, I can't really ball bust from afar. So I definitely- But if you could. If I could. I mean, I can, I do some cock and ball torture over cam sometimes, make them hit themselves, but- uh, you oh, know, oh, I, that is power. I definitely use my sensuality more online and I, I find that empowering. So I love what strippers do. It's just not for me. And from a vanilla standpoint, it's, it doesn't work for me. I have to yeah. be dominant. One of my girlfriends stripping got her out of uh, a, I would say a dire financial situation. And now stripping, she's managed to get her finances in check. She has a car. She, uh, for a while, she was kind of a sugar baby and that was doing well enough. But she realized at some point she was always financially dependent on the situation of, am I still interested enough in this rich older guy slash, is he interested enough in me? That was just not sustainable and stripping gave her her life and she loves it. And it's like, that works for her. So you know what? It's a big industry and there's enough room for a lot of different interests. Yeah. I love that story. I mean, I love it. You can come to rely on certain clients in sex work the same way you would a sugar daddy. And I always tell girls, if you can help it, 
never rely on one client. It's going to make the relationship go bad. Just keep you exactly. know branching out, get more clients. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's any good business person. You want to do that. You don't want to rely on the one big fish account. Right. Because if it, if yeah. it goes away, Ugh. you don't have it. And some of our friends who uh, who are in porn will say, you know, do feature dancing a few nights a week, mix it up, mix up um, what you're doing within the industry. And that way, if you if you decide one thing, you're you're out of it for whatever reason. You so have clips, do ASMR. Yeah. Do, you know, as you mentioned, do feature dancing, you know, uh, do foot fetish work. Oh, do, yeah. uh BDSM. And that way, if one day one part of the industry, because the internet giveth and the internet taketh away, if one part of it is just hard to get content out to people, you have other options. Right. It's so true. And I feel like I have a good sense for when something's becoming oversaturated, like camming, as I started to leave was becoming huge. Like uh, no one knew what a cam girl was when I started camming. Camming was one of the biggest things at the A when we were at the ABNs this year. Right. Like half the boots there, cam girls. Right. It's massive now. And it's just I wasn't happy with it in general, but I could see it becoming oversaturated and becoming more competitive. And you know, Findom right now, as we already kind of talked about, is kind of like oversaturated and trendy and huge. So I'd never rely on one thing. Did either of you guys see the holograms? This wasn't at the AVNs, but this was talked about in, I believe I could be wrong, in XBiz, I think, reported about it. Oh, my God. So imagine, like, an entire door size, and you could see the actual, like, size of the person. But the difference is with these holograms is they add some shadowing and mirror at the bottom. So it actually looks as if... The person's there. Oh wow! Was this sexy hologram making? I'm. I'm. Well, I mean, that means anyone can imagine, like Shakira being on screen or in front of you, wow. or a sex worker. It costs a lot of money. I think it was a few thousand dollars, bare minimum. So maybe like ten k. So obviously, the technology is not coming, you know, to anyone's door near them. So what you're saying is we should put it onto our Amazon wish list. Look, all I'm saying is clearly, Violet, you said the market's saturated there. We yeah. found a new option. I'm hopping on that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Holograms, the next thing. There's a cam girl. It's kind of controversial who is, she has like a, almost like a CGI suit. I don't know if you saw where she's a hentai oh character God. on cam. Like she's <gasps> animated. That's so cool. And yeah, some of the girls are very upset on the site and feel that it's like affecting their business. I personally don't feel that way. I think the guys who like that are completely different from the guys who are going to want to talk to a real girl, but it's really cool technology. Cause it's like, yeah. imagine if I could be like several different characters. You found a new market. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, if one day they want to talk to kitty girl, like, look, the yeah. world wants genetically modified kitty girls. And until <laughs> yes. it can do that, all I have is this weird butt plug. So <laughs> if they can give, if they can give me a kitty girl via a girl in, in uh, a CGI suit. Yeah. I, I want to check out that channel. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that she did that. She's on uh, Chatterbait. So uh, I think her name is Project Melody. It's really interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. This is amazing because when I was in Japan two years ago, I actually, my spouse and I, we came up with exactly that idea. We were like, hey, what if there was a site, like a camming site, but because the reason we thought of this is so many people there are into hentai, they're into maid cafes, they're into this a woman pretending to be like their, you know, waifu and this character that is their girlfriend. And we thought, well, what if we could do it online? 
And that way, if, let's say, a sex worker never wanted to show her face, but wanted to still show her tits, they could do that. Yeah. But, all right, what I'm saying is Bezos. I have an <laughs> investment. Dorsey. I love it. Or people who invest in Dorsey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I love thinking about the future potential and all this new technology. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's going to make it so almost anyone can do sex work. So I, a lot of people are intimidated by it, but I'm just like... What can I do with it? I don't care if you think it's competition. I'm, I'm going to find a way to utilize it. You know, oh, yeah. when it becomes like mass available, I will be on it for sure. Nice. So what we're saying is if you are someone who wants to help us develop this, yes. let us know. <laughs> Investors. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do this. So speaking of investors, we have some pay pigs of our own to thank. <laughs> thank you, our Patreons. Yay. Yes. Maybe that should be our, the name of our followers now, our pay pigs. But some of them are going to stop being patrons because of that. <laughs> okay, maybe not. I take it back. If, if you like being called our pay pigs. There you go. <laughs> then let us know and pay us more. Send some tributes. <laughs> Send tribute. Mistress thanks you. <laughs> there you go. Now you're definitely going to attract some uh, pay pig Patreons for sure. I will be shocked if you don't have someone pop up. One can only hope. <laughs> so that's it. This week we want to thank Rowdy, Bob Cole, Joshua Rice, Kevin Bowdy, Neil Simpson, Elisa, Robert as a party, Robert Hetherington, Thea Maeve, Hazel, Holish Ike, John S., Brian Butcher, Brian Gowdy, Rick, Couch Potato, Chris Grafalo, Alexandra Dees, and many, many others. By the way, if you want to become a PayPig slash Patreon uh, and interact with us, get the video of this full conversation and uh, help support the show and pay for audio editing mics so we could keep this ship running with lights on. Uh, hop on over to twogirlsonemic.com and hit the support button or just go to patreon.com slash twogirlsonemic. Again, patreon.com slash twogirlsonemic. You can't just search for us because since we're 18 and over content, Patreon kind of blocked us from the search. So go, go type us in. You'll find us. Type us in. Type us Tell them, be <laughs> a good it. boy. That's what they like to hear. Be Give a me good two boy. There you go. <laughs> you have an okay personality and you might not get the coronavirus. <laughs> Wash your damn hands, baby. Oh, yeah. And scrub behind the dick, the taint. Yes, under the balls, for sure. Right. <laughs> Scrub your ass crack too. Shave oh, it, yeah, please. The girls love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, Violet, if our listeners want to get hear more of these commands, where can they find you? Violetdoll.com right now. Um, that redirects to my Avian Stars. I'm big on Avian Stars. I don't know if you've heard of it, but that's their new platform, yep. and it's been really great for me. It's um, Avian is a good company, so. Violetdoll.com. Awesome. Nice. By the way, as usual, you know, the show airs every week, but we want you to tell all your friends about it. Tell all your friends who watch porn. So tell all your friends. <laughs> if we're doing a dom sub relationship, you, the listener, are now a sub and you have to tell at least three of your friends and then they have to tell three more of your friends. So what I'm saying is, Yvette, we're starting our own pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's a, it's a cuddle pile. <laughs> It's just a big, big, naked, wiggly, hot, sexy cuddle pile. And we want all, of, we want the whole world in it. it we, okay, no, not the whole world. There are definitely some people we're not inviting, but we're inviting you and three of your friends. <laughs> Come join the cuddle pile. So it's not an orgy. It's a cuddle pile. The second you take your pants off, you're out of the cuddle <laughs> pile. Pants on. <laughs>
that's when it gets weird. We're here to talk about the plots and porns, not not do the banging, remember. <laughs> we skip watching the sex half the time. We're the weirdos. <laughs> Anywho. Violet, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Joshua Rice, Kevin Bowdy, Neil Simpson, Elisa, Robert as a party, Robert Hetherington, Thea May, Hazel, Holish Ike, John S., Brian Butcher, Brian Gowdy, Rick, Couch Potato, Chris Grafalo, Alexandra Dees, and many, many others.